podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome. I'm Les Bubka and you're listening. You thought you're listening to Accidental Podcast or something like that. But it's going to be changed. It's going to be Anxious Black Belt Podcast. I decided to change the name. And today I've got a special guest, my good friend and partner in crime in karate. Uh... Also, my student and friend, um, Cassandra Charles. And we're going to be talking about things that I have no idea. So, we're going to talk about a problems for a female in the karate and a female of color. Yeah. So, uh, as I'm a foreigner, I'm okay to like not open my mouth. Uh, then all the shit happening. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But people of color have a different problem, so we're going to speak with Cass about how it is and what she experienced. Especially that we're living in Guildford, when 80% of people is white, white middle, middle class. class. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I feel blessed. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So... Kath, how are you today? I'm good, thanks. Thank you for um, inviting me along and asking me to put my tuppence worth in. <laughs> um, yeah, so like you say, we're in white middle class Guildford. <laughs> and um, funny enough, I had a conversation like this years and years ago, but it was a bit of a drunken conversation <laughs> in, a, in a very white middle class pub. And my friend said, so, you know, what's it like being black in white middle class Guildford? And I said... Middle class? I hadn't noticed it was middle class. <laughs> Meanwhile, all the tables around us sort of uh, quickly head down into their meal and carried on eating, and we just oh, no, kept laughing. Oh no, the coloured woman spoke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, one thing, a bit of a housekeeping before you might hear my children uh, screaming because they want to get out from the house. We are in the garden. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so apologies for that. Uh, let's show it began from the start. How did you get into the martial arts and what's your background? Right, so my background, um, I've always loved sports. I've always been involved in sports from school, netball, rounders, athletics. Um, the only team I didn't make was the swimming team. <laughs> <laughs> Whilst I could swim, I was nothing. I, you know, I was at the bottom of the league and they only invited me in the gala when they just needed a point. All right. <laughs> so that was the one team I didn't make and I wasn't very good at tennis. But everything else I managed to hold my own. Um, also, as a child, um, I was as extremely, extremely asthmatic mm-hmm. um, from birth. And my parents realised that, and the doctors advised, keep active mm-hmm. to help my lungs. And it's been a blessing and it's <clears> been a saviour. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a really bad asthma attack in my 20s and hospitalised. And the doctors said if it wasn't for the fact that I was, my lungs were strong, I probably wouldn't be around now. All right. So my dad also... Um, the first two of his children are girls. Mm-hmm. And uh, my mum and dad said, you guys need to learn to defend yourselves <laughs> um, our next door neighbours were two boys so we were proper rough and tumble mm-hmm. children playing in gardens off trees so um, as it happens where my mum worked was a, a, a youth club and uh, she noticed that there was a, a judo dojo mm-hmm. upstairs so um, I was then doing athletics mm-hmm. um, and she said do you want to have a look at the 
the club upstairs. So I took a few lessons, didn't grade, because at that point my mum said, you can't do both. You can't do athletics, you can't do, you know, I can't afford that. Plus my sister and by then two Mm. other brothers. So I chose athletics. um, Because, again, the thought of having to get my mum to buy a gi Mm. and all the rest of it, I just couldn't, I couldn't push that. Mm. So that was that. Then moved forward quite a few decades. Um, I was in Spectrum and uh, used that's to in, Guildford, in Guildford <laughs> Leisure Centre. Um, and I was in the B team of the Guildford Lightning ice hockey team. <laughs> I know, <laughs> another story. Um, and had to come out of that because the training, uh, the training was at five o'clock in the morning and mm. I had a day job. Mm. So again, I walked around and thought, what do I, what can I do? I need to work out Mm. for my own mental health and weight. You know, I I Mm. love my food. So (laughs) the two two work well for me, working out. Um, Saw Shekijaku Club. And again, the rest is history. Mm. Joined there. One day um, on my way into the club, I had my gi on and my belt Mm. on. And a kid, I think the junior class had just finished, so mm-hmm. a couple of kids were leaving, and one of them stopped and looked at my belt and said, ah, she's only a purple belt. And that's when it occurred to me that martial arts or, or karate, it's the colour of your belt that's important. Mm. I can't tell you what that child looks like, mm-hmm. and I dare say he probably wouldn't recognise me. Mm because it's all about the colour of the belt mm. and not the face, mm-hmm. not the person right. at that stage. Mm-hmm. And it, so it made me laugh, but it also made me realise how competitive I mm-hmm. still am because I just thought, you know what? I'm going to over- get you I'm and gonna- your ass. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> and I just thought, I'm going I'm to overtake that child <laughs> and then I'm going to meet him on the stairs and say, oh yeah, <laughs> what, what cue am I now? <laughs> so it did make me chuckle. Um, but being a so being a woman in martial arts mm. um, has its pros and cons like everything else like everything else um, it wasn't until we get to sparring that I you, you notice the difference mm-hmm. because 99% of men want to spar against their equal mm-hmm. or a, or someone above for the training and the experience but they don't want to spar against a woman mm-hmm. um, because nature has told them you don't beat up on women and so it's got to be hard for a man to put that to the back of their, their mm-hmm. mind whereas me as a woman thinks I want to learn and I can only learn if you push me and then I'm going to try and beat you mm-hmm. and if it means that I have to move a bit faster or I've got to sort of give you a dig in the ribs mm-hmm then that's what I would do. But it's all about respect. Mm-hmm. And I found that all my years doing karate, um, I've earned the respect and I give respect. Um, and I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot about me um, and learned about the, the, the language mm-hmm. of karate as well as having to learn, you know, the katas mm-hmm. and the bunkai um, and how I like to learn 
which you, you don't think about at the time. When you're mm. learning something, you just do what, the, what your, your uh, master says, what your sensei says. You just get on and do it. But then it's not until I got my dang grade I realised, you know, that was just a foundation. Mm. There's a lot to learn. Um, a couple of times, people... I've, um, at a competition, mm-hmm. um, a couple of times people have said, oh, she must be good. And they said, why? I said, well, look, she's black. <laughs> oh, black, well, black skin must be, must be better. There you go. <laughs> There you go. Um, little do they know that I'm actually, you know, sort of crapping myself <laughs> because you don't know. Once you've got the uniform on, mm. once you've got your gi on, you don't know what's happening underneath that. Mm. But people just see the face, the colour of the face when they want to. And it's yeah. the same when I played netball. Um, we were, I was part of a really good team, very good school. But when we went to London and played Herne Hill Ladies and six, 90% of the team were black, the rest of my team would be like, oh, look at all those black girls. They're playing netball. Mm. In fact, they're in the city, so the percentage of black yeah, is going to be more. But we're better than them. I've, mm. I've checked out the league, I've checked out their results. We're better than them. So it's a psychological mm. thing. Um, I've, I have to say that I have been lucky in that I believe nobody's looked at me as a colour of my skin um, and judged me in, mm. in karate. It's all about my ability and my mm-hmm. competency. Now, I had to look around and wondered how many other black women are in the sport Yeah, that's, the, that's the problem, that's why I'm talking to uh, so many female martial artists because you don't see many female martial artists teacher, you know, running the schools. It's kind of like a glass ceiling, only reaching the black belt, but you not have the support to go... To go further. Further, you know. A, it's nature, you get children, and and then you kind of stop because you're taking care of children, you can come back, but you're not... Like Anna, doesn't have a time. Yeah. She would like to, but there's no time. Yeah. Um, but then after that, women kind of not progress. I don't know why it's working like that. I think it changes now. So since I start digging it, I, I speak with more and more women who actually do that. So it might be just I, hiding. I think it could be because they've got a lot to lose. They can't afford the injury. Mm. You know, work. It's bad enough that they've got to think about. They might have to think about the children, but. They can't do that if if they're nursing a broken nose or a, you know yeah. a sprained wrist or something like that. Um, and work, you know, your sporting injury at work, you either use your holidays, mm-hmm. and if you just come back off maternity leave, you probably you know you've got maternity leave, you've got your holidays banked, but it, it doesn't really work. Your, mm. your priorities tend to change, so you may find that yeah you get a lot of women up to a certain point after university, they stop at uni, mm-hmm. uni they come back. Then if they're having children, it's 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 harder. And there's also, as you touched base on one of your other podcasts, about women growing up in puberty. Mm. That's another issue. Mm. At the other end of the scale, you've got the issue with women, mature women, mm. and all the issues with th- that happens with, with that. Mm. Wearing look, look at Raquel. She's so aggressive, no? Well, well, <laughs> well you know, it, you... you 
I'm, as you know, I, I get frustrated. I'm injured now, mm. and I'm not kidding you. I could have sat and cried mm. because I was just getting back into it. I was enjoying the sessions. I was having mm. a workout. I'm dealing with my weight gain. I'm, you know, dealing with the issues in my head. Mm. I'm understanding what you're saying. So, you know, and then it's, it's yeah. the hot flushes. Mm. It's... Just to, just to drop in, she haven't been injured on session. No, <laughs> no, no. Nothing to do with martial arts. It's all this dangerous stuff of sneezing. <laughs> that kills you. <laughs> yeah, if you're going to sneeze, brace yourself first. <laughs> so it's, you know, being a woman in, in martial arts and with a lot of sport where there's high energy, mm. it, it has its drawbacks at certain times in your life. Um, but I do miss it when I'm when I'm not there, mm. you know. And I've, as you know, I've tried the Zoom sessions mm. and that just made me more frustrated. So <laughs> keep away until I can get back in the dojo and I learn from visual, mm. proper visual face-to-face. Face. Yeah, yeah. So how, how was it? Because, you know, for me, I can do my best to imagine what people of colour going through growing up, school moving from one place to other but it's just me imagine it you know it's like me imagine it what the woman feels about self-defense or stuff like that it's just i can do the best what i can but it's never the real experience no no um how was that for you um, um well one thing you pointed out is you're okay nobody people see a, a white man until you open your mm. mouth and then they go oh where's he from mm. and then as a woman, learning, I think there's lots of ways you can go down this. Culturally, mm -hmm. uh, there are some sports that you're not expected to do, mm -hmm. or um, you you're not built to do. Mm -hmm. And I did find that karate with me when I was a lot younger, mm -hmm. although I started late in life, I started karate nearly 40. Mm -hmm. um, it was my knowledge of anatomy and some of the things that they expected us to do, I think were geared more towards men. Mm -hmm. So I, f I found that hard, but you just do the best you can. Sure. And a, a lot of it, do the best you can. And when mm. you understand what you should be doing, you can adapt. Mm. Um, forgot what the question was about living as a, as a person as a of colour <laughs> I just say I don't like it I, you're not person of colour a black you woman are, I'm a you black, are black you're I'm, a brown I'm a, no, no, no well, brown yeah, let's, look okay, at okay it. well you say that but you there are certain countries India mm. Bangladesh Pakistan they don't see themselves as black they see themselves as brown mm -hmm. they would you know so there's and there's different shades in between. Yeah, yeah, that's and, what I mean. And, I, and, I, 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 know, never, I never understood why it's black. I and think it, it's, it's because darkest Africa, the, mm. the, you get the true black melanin, melanin people mm. there, I mean, blue black, the skin. And, and that's... We didn't like to be called coloured. Oh, OK. Because if you go back to... Um, Slavery, the and, slavery. Yeah. If you go back to South Africa and apartheid, mm -hmm. you were segregated based on, on this, the colour of your skin, black, white, coloured, mm -hmm. and each was treated differently. So, and then so we turned around and said, well, yeah, but you know, 
you're white with blonde hair, blue eyes, you've green eyes, you've got red heads with blue mm. eyes, green eyes, brown eyes. There's more colour in a mm. white person than in a black person. Mm. So um, I prefer to be called black or, you know, if you've got to pick a, cut, a shade, black, mm-hmm. um, Afro-Caribbean mm-hmm. works for me. My parents are from the Caribbean. Um, um, so that kind of works for me. Now, again, growing up, I grew up in a, a multi-racial town, Peterborough. Mm-hmm. A little Poland, by the way. Little Poland, <laughs> little Poland. My mum and dad, I think, had a blessing in the Ukraine church with a Polish <laughs> photographer. Um, and I lived across the road from um, an Italian delicatessen, mm. diagonally across from the Roman Catholic church and two doors away from the English greengrocer. Mm. My next door neighbour on one side was Jamaican and on the other side was Italian. Mm. But I went to school with children... Um, from Hong Kong, Pakistan, India, mm. um, as well as English. Mm. And at that time, we, we didn't have the derogatory mm. names going up. It wasn't until I, we, I, we moved away mm. and then programs came on the television like Roots, like Bless... Um, Bless this, uh, not bless this house. Love thy neighbour, mm. and there are other comedians that then made a living out of derogatory racial, statements. Mm. Yeah, racial statements, derogatory. That it was <laughs> been made aware to me that people were actually looking at the colour of our skin mm. rather than getting to know me. Um, compared to some people. I didn't have too much hassle. Even in Guildford, every now and then I'll go walk down the street and there'll be some young kids shouting out of their car. Right, because they're brave. Because they're brave. <laughs> they're in their car and it's moving at the traffic lights. <laughs> they wouldn't do it to my face. Mm. Um, and at school, when things got a bit sticky, I had the, the backing of one of the young kids who was very handy with his fists <laughs> so <laughs> he was my protector mm. and uh he peterborough's got a big boxing community as mm. a boxing club uh, um, a lot of my friends male friends trained their focus fo- uh, boxing club mm. my brother um did photography there and some of his photographs were in the boxing magazine mm-hmm. um so, and it's unfortunate that some people, some of them may have had to use the skills mm. that are designed for the ring, you know, in the high street. And this particular kid, if you saw blood in the schoolyard, you thought, well, somebody says something they shouldn't have said. <laughs> and he dealt with them. Mm. So, um, I had one scenario where I was walking, um, I was minding my own business and some girl decided to call me mm. a whole load of names that were not on my birth certificate. Mm-hmm. And I went, yeah, okay, all right. It just so happened that um, I went shopping with my mum in a supermarket and I saw her sitting at the till. Mm-hmm. Revenge is sweet now. So mm-hmm. I got a trolley, filled it up with stuff. And my mum said, what are you doing? I said, no, 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 I'll, I'll tell you about this later, but mm-hmm. let me do this. And I went and I queued up at her till and I faced her and she rung everything in through the till and then I went, oh, I don't want this now. You'll have to avoid it. <laughs> now, 
at the time I worked in a supermarket mm. and at the time it was the old fashioned tills. Mm. The one thing that a shop hates is food being voided back and mm. have to put back on the till. So I did that and I said to her, what was it you called me in the street? <laughs> and she went red and I walked away and I explained the situation mm. to my mum. So it's tough. Sometimes it's tough. And then other times I just think, oh, I haven't got to live with that person mm. who has that view. Sure. Um, in sports, there is a stereotypical, she's, they're black, they must be good sprinter. Ah, Polish girl one today. Oh, really? Yeah, what, British? Euro European, uh, Europeans are today or something? What, what uh, Under 21s or 23s. What event? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Running. <laughs> Running. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. There you go. A rarity. Mm. And it wasn't until... Look back in the days when uh, Eastern Bloc mm. ruled, you know, and it's not until the, all those countries split up, yeah, yeah. you don't see it. Mm. So, well done. If you work hard and you get there, you deserve all the praise you can get. Mm. But again, you see, you, you look at the colour and you think mm. they must be. And then there's basketball players... Yeah. And that's why the film White Men Can't Jump. Mm. Well, there's something in, in it um, looking at quality of movement of black people and white people. Um, just the musculature and the quality of movement is so much better. It's like more geared for... Uh, I suppose because you have to be more athletic because it's warm. Here it's cold, you need to be stocky and survive the winter. Um, there is that, there could be that. Um, as well as... But also, we're told, walk tall and walk proud. Mm. You very rarely... I mean, you, see, you see it, you walk around, mm. and people... Posture mm. is so bad. But from day one, I was to sit up properly. You know, when you're in the street, walk tall. Mm. Face whatever's coming at you. Just, you know, just don't, don't hide from it. Mm. And I do walk tall. Um, at five foot five. At five foot, <laughs> five foot two. <laughs> and I like my heels. I do wear heels. I like wearing heels. I know you have an issue mm. with heels and makeup. Oh, only pure, pure, pure health reasons for women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, but I mean, obviously I'm not going to wear um, mm. killer heels to the dojo, but I do like my heels. I, I, think, I think that in a way in UK you've been luckier than everywhere else that you've got such a international mix of races and... We had to fight for it, though. Nationalities. We've had to fight for it. There's <clears> the <throat> Equalities Act that's kicked mm. in. Yeah. And, and, and you have to fight for it. Uh, you know, there was a quota system at work that you had to have so many black people in the mm. building. And when you got the job, there was always a little seed that said, did I get this because I'm the right person? Or did I tick a box? Mm, yeah, Anna got that problem in uh, with the amount of women in work. So yeah. she's kind of against it. She's because, in a male-orientated yeah, industry. Yeah. But because now they need to have a certain amount of women, they're not employing the best engineers. Yeah, They're getting a women. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's a crap bloke doing stuff or not very good woman. They shouldn't get a job. The best yeah. person should get the job. Yeah, And it shouldn't matter if it's a woman, disabled, able, uh, black person, white person, Chinese, Martian, whatever, yeah. you know, it's the, it's, the job. Uh, it's a fine balance. Mm. I'm the only black woman in my team. Only black woman in the dojo. <laughs> only black woman in the dojo. I'm the only black 
team leader in my depart in the the in the department. So, mm-hmm. um, and we're talking from Newcastle right down to the Isle of Wight. Mm-hmm. And as I've said in a meeting about race and diversity, why is that? Why am I the only black team leader in facilities management within within the company? There was no answer. Oh well, yeah, in case I switch. <laughs> yeah, there was no answer. Mm. Um, that work, is strange. That, yeah, why? Mm. Why we cover Birmingham, London, big cities, Leeds, mm. York, where you've got a, a diverse um, situation. But why? Why is that? Do you think is that part of it that people don't apply for those sort, sort of jobs because they think I'm not going to get it anyway? So I'm not going to be trying because I know I'm not going to get it. I think they've had to change their recruitment process mm-hmm. so that they take away where's your education come from. Mm-hmm. So if you put down, you know, I went to Cambridge and Oxford, mm-hmm. that there again says oh, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're of a certain ethnicity mm-hmm. by the number of people who've graduated from those universities. So the recruitment process has had to change to allow more diverse people and having gone through that myself um, recently I've recruited a new member of my team mm-hmm. and it's not until you get the email the, the email address of the person to confirm when the appointment mm-hmm. is that you, you've got an idea where, who that person is and where they come from All right. and this time it was a 50-50 mix of mm-hmm. white people and Mm non-white and as it happens um, and we have a mixed panel um, so I had a young guy a woman of my peer same level Mm -hmm. advertising and we all scored we followed the process of scoring Mm -hmm. and it just so happens it's a non-white male Mm -hmm. in my team I'm the only woman now (laughs) in my team (laughs) so the balance changes all the time, but mm-hmm. the process now appears better. Mm. Um, and until until recruitment processes have changed, you're always going to have an imbalance in who's recruited. Mm. I, I was referring to that, that you're lucky in UK that you are familiar with different colours of skin. Cause for example, I've seen maybe two black people until I moved to UK, so 20 seven wow. years old wow. because wow. there was nobody like that in Poland you know we had the odd students and being in a multicultural well, the, the, the capital of cultural capital of Poland Krakow I've been privileged to see two or three black, black people. people on the market square or maybe some tourists but you know coming here is, for example I brought my dad and mum here and you know my dad was I suppose from the TV racist yeah right so we go into the shops and he was like, look, black people. <laughs> I didn't know. Some, somebody, actually, it happened that the, uh, like a big Merc pulled over and the, and the black person asked me about the, uh, you know, directions or whatever it was. And my dad said to me, why the black person driving the Porsche car and there you got go. such a crap car? Yeah, I said, yeah. ah, you can't say like that. But, no. you know, no, he no. was over 16, nearly 70 and... That's how he was brought up. So TV fed one thing, the communists fed other thing because black people must be from America 
Bad. Bad, 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 bad. When I went to Greece, um, to Corfu for my first hotel, uh, first holiday, the the family that we befriended, we got on really well with this, mm. this guy, purely because his mum was called Cassandra, and mm. Cassandra is a Greek name. Yeah, yeah. But he wouldn't have it that three of us, th- three of the four girls, what, uh, what, um, he said, you can't be English because you're black, you're African. Mm-hmm. And again, that's his education. Mm-hmm. All black people have come from Africa. The other girl that was with us was Indian. Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, yes, you're Indian, but do three are, are black, uh, are, are African. We're, no, we're English. <laughs> <laughs> he just couldn't cope with that. Mm. But... Not too long ago, um, a friend of a very good friend of mine. She, she grew up. She's a white woman. Grew up in Zimbabwe. Mm. Um, goes there all the time. Her children grew up. Were born there. Grew up there. And she came to work. And she said she had to have a word with one of her grandsons, who um, commented at a rugby match with South Africa playing. Um, I can't remember which team. Where he he said, oh. Now we're really going to lose because they put in so-and-so on who happened to be a black mm-hmm. African player. And he said people around him sort of went, whoa. And he 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 didn't realise he couldn't say those comments. Mm. You know, so he had an education. This is a young guy in his 20s now. Mm. So the, the education is not out there on, mm. on um, you know, that we're all human beings mm. and we should be judged on what we bring to life mm. I, in defense of my dad I think if he met like yourself on my wedding and stuff and actually met yeah. a, a black person yeah. we realized that you know it's, it's bollocks no. you, you people look I went to Croatia on a holiday and um, a friend wanted to go she'd been there before and she said oh come to this lady she, we'll get her to do your hair and I said look not being funny but I doubt that there's a lot of Croatians that have dealt with Afro-Caribbean hair mm. I said but I will come with you anyway so off we went and the lady recognised my friend mm. straight away and said oh yes come in come in the, la- the, the hairdresser had a granddaughter mm. there and um, so she met us all mm. with a smile and then she stopped and stared at me mm. And she then stroked my hand and then looked at her hand. Oh, it's not coming off. <laughs> it's not coming off. Her mum screamed. Oh, look. I said, look, it doesn't matter. It's okay. It's okay. Because I understand that this little two-year-old or three-year-old mm. would not have met many black mm. people. But I had a chat with the, with the father and he said, no, you're the first person that I've actually spoken to mm. who's black. Mm. You know. uh, Robin's got the same. Uh, my father-in-law lives in Thailand. He's English, and he's got the same. He's living in Croydon of Bangkok, <laughs> and and he's his children saying, "Look, white monkey coming. He's so hairy. He's white. Never seen a white yeah. person before." I mean, it's strange when you think of all the cinema that's out there, the TV, mm. social media. But it's different, you know. You, you, I've yeah. seen black people on on, on yeah. TV, but. It was completely different, you know. Just yeah. curiosity. Yeah. It's like with somebody with disfigured face. You're not looking at them because uh, some ill intent. You just you just curious. look at because it's really different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other than on the television. Yeah, yeah. it brings yeah. your attention, and you know, yeah. you probably wouldn't know backstory what happened. I had that with Max because uh, he was afraid of fires because he noticed somebody having burnt face. All oh, right. And you know, I said, you know you will be staring at people because yeah. it's your curiosity it's no problem to politely ask what happened but just just don't do creepy staring and talking behind back or if don't you, scream if you're, if you're interested you go excuse me can i speak to you and stuff like that so you know yeah i can understand that 
Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm happy that um, you say that in karate you didn't face any no, prodigious... I, I didn't, and I think the fact that everybody wears the same gi, mm. and I think that's why I still wear my gi, because it's about the, it's about the sport mm. for me, um, and learning and teaching, um, and the people in the dojo, I think it's the same for them. Mm-hmm. They just want to learn, they want to do better, they want the next coloured belt. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, um, the the other thing is when it comes to martial arts I was thinking about this when you, you asked me to come and speak Was I was wondering how many people are well known in martial arts and the only black person I could think of was good old Jim Kelly oh there's quite a lot so. but yeah because yeah, you know my, my retention of watching mm. movies is shocking <laughs> I have to watch it over and over again um, but all I could think of was Jim Kelly and he then starred against Bruce Lee and became the bad person mm. but I was trying to uh, uh, going back and then looking forward you've got all right you've got um oh Wesley Wesley Snipes, Snipes. Mm. you know he can play a goodie or a baddie mm. but generally we if we are in martial arts we're seen as the enemy mm. although um, you, there's a quite a lot but, of um especially in the full contact karate you've got Willie Williams uh Oliver a surname I can't remember he's his surname, uh, you know, Wayne Otto, who's a uh, several. They're world all men. Champion. Where are the women? Yeah, that's that's what I was talking to you. Now I don't. Yeah. Maybe because I don't follow much uh, female competition, so that maybe. as well. Maybe. You know, and they are not really that promoted, are they? Yeah. That's the other issue. It's like with the football. You know, the Polish team was rubbish. Yet the female football team is winning like five zero and stuff, and they're not getting enough attention at all. Yeah. It's just. The Japanese, Personally. the Japanese, was it the Japanese women as well? Mm. On the plane, they had to sit at the back of the plane, and the men sat at the front. But the women were more successful. Yeah, it's crazy. It's just, it is crazy. It is crazy. You know, misogynistic behaviour, um, racial behaviour. It's, it's crazy, especially in sports. Mm. It should always be about the ability, but there's an element of fear in everything we do, yeah. um, and you just got to look above, right above it, and make your actions speak mm. that's, um, that's why I'm doing those you know a podcast bring a little bit of awareness I don't have a huge following yeah, but you know yeah. person by person converted is a success isn't yes it? yeah my sister did martial arts and um, she stopped she, she stuck with it longer than I did before I before, and then she stopped mm. um, she met a nice guy who was into boxing mm. and, <laughs> yeah. no need for self protection <laughs> <laughs> yeah so the two of them fine but then They've got their son Ashley, mm. who's mm. now doing bobsleigh. Yeah. He got him. He's now he's now training the British bobsleigh. He's he's um physio for the bobsleigh mm. team, but hoping to get into the Jamaican bobsleigh mm. team. So um, there was a movie about that, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool runnings. So um, he's now doing his masters. Mm-hmm. So um, we I come from. Yeah, sports is my my life, mm. one way or another. Even if I just sit and watch it, mm-hmm. I I can't do without it. And the, um, one day when I win my millions, I will have my gym <laughs> in the back with the sauna. So how how did the <clears throat> sports in general or karate maybe uh, impacted your mental health or still does? Um, I can't. 
from my health, as I explained, from mm. the asthma point of view, if I if I feel like just sitting there becoming the couch potato, that in my head keeps me going. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to wear the clothes I want to wear. I don't want to be. I'm five foot two. I can't afford to be five foot wide. <laughs> <laughs> you know? um, and especially recently when I haven't been able to get to the gym when I lived in Mallow Crescent Mm. it was great I could work outside I was able to run around I had Mm. a treadmill it was great it kept me sane I'd stop at lunchtime and go for a run go for a jog and that helped Um, and now I'm back in my flat where I haven't got the room haven't got the Mm. space Um, I've then got to wait until I can get to the gym Mm. or wait till I can get to karate for me it's essential it's Mm. it's me without it I'm not thinking of anything else but letting off steam and and karate has been um, karate just like um, ice hockey it's a godsend because you can scream and shout when you when you want to <laughs> you can <laughs> when I'm with Raquel it's great you know you say take it easy just go and eventually we, we just build it so we were going for it and a lot of it is just to increase our skill mm. but also it's an element of just release, release. I need that release mm. um, yeah so it's... what would be your advice to be more approachable towards black people and female in the club although I don't think so our club suffers with it because no, it's 50-50 um... but um, you know I would like to see more diversity in a club is not by design that 90% is black uh, white no but white look people, at the demographics yeah yeah but it, you know if I can promote online um, in a w- such way that uh, it make it possible for people to think oh yeah that's the club which I can go and I'm not gonna be faced with uh, judgment or, or whatever and maybe for so somebody lives in different area of the country and I think the same, you know, he's white and want to increase more, like Birmingham more, or whatever, diversity. What would you advise? Well, other than promoting yourself in the areas where there's the people that you want to attract, mm. it's difficult. It's going to be difficult. Um, the only thing I... Look, when I met um, senseis from Sheki Jakku, mm-hmm. Carol David and his brother, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it brought a great big smile to my face. And I went up and mm. talked to... I went and talked mm. to them to find out a bit more about them mm. so it was a more social and it turns out they come from one of the grenadine islands so mm. we, my parents come from saint vincent saint vincent and the grenadines mm-hmm. so we had a connection there yeah. and also the other students you saw younger students who were black um and karate is more di- it's diverse it is more diverse than you think, but in terms of visually, when you mm-hmm. look visually, you only see one or two black people. Mm-hmm. If, like any sport, if you're not interested in it, you're not mm-hmm. going to do it. And karate is, martial arts is harder to, it's more of a niche sport. Mm-hmm. Tell me about it. It's That's why a, I don't have my millions yet. No, well, you know. <laughs> Athletics, if you could run, mm. you could run anywhere. Yeah. If you can kick a ball, you can kick a ball in the field. So you're going to have more of an interest. You have to have that want to do that mm. need to do it. Um, if my mum hadn't shown me the dojo, 
I might never have started doing judo. Mm -hmm. So you, there has to be more awareness out there. And maybe when you have competitions or mm. seminars, have it in an area where more of the people you're trying to attract could attend. Mm. Maybe, like you say, the schools uh, where you've got a diverse school, mm -hmm. diverse demographic, that might help. Um, um, yeah, the other other side of that, in St. Vincent, Shokotan is big in St. Vincent, mm -hmm. but it's going to be filled with black people with the odd one or two that are white. Mm -hmm. So complete reverse. Um, to get more black people in or non-whites, mm. um, you're seeing more Asian people joining, and especially those with the, wearing the hijab or wearing their mm. um, he, covering their heads. That's becoming more acceptable. But that's the education from their family mm. allowing the women yeah. to train. So um, getting the parents on your side will help, mm. um, and just promoting it and and be more visual whether it's on your podcast on your um uh website that you accommodate that you you have a diverse mm. club um and, and i but but you are a small club so it's going to be harder yeah, and yeah. you're in and you're in guildford <laughs> yeah you know if you were in croydon i think you'd have more of a chance mm. so yeah it's it's there's a lot to look there's a lot to do but it's harder because of where you're based. Mm. Um, well, we're trying to do the best we can. Yeah, and, uh, but yeah, people on. should try it. It's good. Uh, I, my mum, every now and then, I, I try to encourage her to take up something like mm. Tai Chi mm -hmm. or, you know, your class mm. meditation, moving mm. people slowly. And my hope is when I go to St. Vincent, I can set something up for mm. the older people you know, and then hopefully they can send their message to their children and to their grandchildren to look awesome. for club. Yeah, nearer to nearer yeah, to where they live. Our brand, do you hear that? It's going to be our branch in something. <laughs> <Vincent>. In St. Vincent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously I'll be working with you to make that happen. But I've, I need to be of a standard where I can do that. Mm. It's yeah, education, 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 really. And that's going to be a title of it. Edu education, 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 education. 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 Yeah. Thank you very much for your time. No, you're welcome. Let's have a coffee, proper yes, coffee, see yeah. the children, yeah. have fun, and let's hope you're going to recover from your My injury back, and we yeah. can see you in a club soon. Absolutely, absolutely. I can't wait because I need it. <laughs> I need it. Yeah, cool. good. Thank you. Bye. Hello and welcome. I'm Les Bubka and you're listening to Anxious Black Belt Podcast. Yes, I changed the name. Um... I think the accidental podcast or something like that is a bit too long, not so catchy, and uh, after conversation with a few people, uh, Anxious Black Belt fits better into what I do and um, what we talk about it. It's more related to martial arts, so it's going to be very confusing to people who starting listening to the previous podcasts because I can't be bothered to edit all of them. It's way too many of them to edit uh, the name. So there's some going to be accidental podcasts, some going to be anxious black belt. But it is what it is. And um, I hope we carry on and I can record more stuff. So today, let's talk about the Freedom Day. Yay! 
Um, it's nice to have the first session today in the, with the new rules in for England that we are uh, pretty much back to normal. I decided to keep some restrictions. We are working in the bubbles and trying to not change with the partners. Um, so I got a designated partner to you for whole session. See how it goes in couple of weeks we see how it's gonna go and uh, we might change that but at the moment we're gonna stay with um, one-to-one during the session um, cleaning protocols are stayed the same as um, during the um, previous phase so we have independent parts for everybody um, cleaning hands there's no change of equipment uh, using masks uh, when we going around the hall, um, uh, cleaning equipment, uh, cleaning hands, and just trying to stay safe, um, checking, I do myself a test before every session, um, my guys are all vaccinated, um, they controlling as well their symptoms and, and stuff, so um, we hope that we can uh, stay safe but by looking what's going on around I don't think happening you know 93,000 cases uh, a day predicted 200,000 cases a day in August to a million a week September that means that we're gonna be pinged soon and classes will stop. We're either going to go back to lockdown, in my opinion, or we're going to have a constantly people being in uh, isolation and the club going to be called to stop. You know, it's just uh, one person not far from us going to have uh, COVID. we going to go near to them, I'm going to be pinged or one of the students going to be pinged because he was on Tuesday or Thursday with us. Uh, we are going to have to isolate. That's my predictions and I see that happening already online. Um, I see clubs saying, you know, one day after and they're going to have a club isolating and deciding that um, they will not carry on with sessions for this week till the next week. And I think that's... Uh, taking into consideration how many people are going to have it daily. Um, it's just a matter of time that uh, we're going to get that. One of us going to have it and then whole club going to have to isolate and um, we're going to stop and back to be square one. Um, unfortunately, I don't have a solution for that. So we're working within the rules for as long as we can. If we're going to have to stop, we're going to have to stop and we'll see what's gonna happen. But um, this situation is making uh, stuff a bit complicated. With um, seminar with Christian, <coughs> who's going here for holiday, and uh, kindly join joining us for the seminar, hopefully to teach and present his stuff. Uh, but at the moment, German is on Amber. So if he comes here, he have to stay for 10 days, isolate. And then we can have a seminar, which will not going to be viable for anybody. You know, he have to work. I've got children, 
it's still 10 days in our house gonna be uh, challenging for him his uh, partner and our family as well and as well it's just a wasted time because we even couldn't go anywhere so just sitting literally at home in a garden isolating having tests and waiting for a permission to go back and do something so I don't know how that's gonna go the, the seminar definitely gonna be if if possible will be in person we'll see what's gonna happen in till October is a few months more and we we'll see how that's gonna go um, if it's not gonna be able to come it's gonna be a hybrid seminar so it's gonna be showing with their students through online uh, we're gonna do it in a in a classroom and then if what I'm gonna be teaching um, his students gonna be doing there but I think it might be interesting yeah having a bigger screen and um, having a look what they're doing and then copying another way oh sorry I don't know why I'm so yearning or maybe because it's midnight and that's my uh, fourth or fifth day going and one o'clock to sleep and getting out at six. So my apologies for that, but I'm very, very tired. Um, so we'll see how it's going to go with the COVID situation. I think it's going to be back to square one. Um, I, hope, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm mistaken. And uh, it's going to sort out it, itself somehow. But at the moment, I wouldn't uh, put my uh, head on it, or whatever you're saying in UK. Wow. So, this is a short one today, um, and we'll see how it goes. Um, let's hope that we can have a more and more contact trainings. Uh, go back to seminars. I see that the seminars are, are blossoming now. Every week something's happening. All the people um, who are teaching seminars uh, are back into it. Let's hope that it will be given for us to teach as often as we can. Go back to uh, sessions. The interest in sessions is, is great. I've got uh, a lot of people joining in. Um, ringing. Although I'm not teaching children, I've got lots of phone calls about children, so I'm recommending other clubs around me locally here to teach children. I've got a few adults at the moment. Uh, we've got a huge interest without advertising. I'm going to be advertising, although I'm thinking if it's worth it with the whole situation or keep it the numbers as they are now and just avoid more people, more chances to go to um, isolation so we see how it goes uh, weather doesn't help it was a lovely sauna today in dojo um, but we managed good fun nice to be back into contact nice to do some joint walks nice to celebrate people's um, achievements birthdays and use some belts to whip people um, so i hope that you're gonna be able to train in your club I hope that friends from uh, Wales, Scotland uh, will be able to go back to training soon as well. And let's hope that all the COVID situation going to be resolved. And we can do what we do best. Okay, all the best for you and to the next one.